At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. As we turn the page to week 10 in the NFL. Thursday Night Football will kick off the action with the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Miami Dolphins. And the Ravens are a touchdown favorite over Miami. I think they're going to cover. Also, we have Thursday Night Football in college football where Pitt is a seven-point favorite at home against North Carolina. I also think they're going to cover. But we're going to stalk. Let's just stay in the NFL here for now. We'll get plenty into college football coming up in a few minutes. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com, football scout, coach, and consultant will join me in his weekly spot. We'll go over some of the uh, games on the college football card and the NFL as well. And one of the things that I was thinking about as it pertains to this weekend's NFL card is which underdog is going to win outright? I mean, hasn't that been the storyline here in the NFL is the underdogs. In fact, road underdogs have done a great job, but dogs have ruled this season in the NFL. So which dogs are going to win out, right? As far as ranking them or just going over, yes, they have a chance. No, they don't have a chance. And you can't say no one has a chance because who would have thought that Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to beat the Buffalo Bills, right? But let's take a look. Dolphins, Thursday night. No, don't think it's happening. Even at home, even with Pichette, no, don't think it's happening. Falcons. Did the Cowboys really lose two straight games in which they're nine to ten point favorites? Saints, yes. I do think the Saints have a chance. Jaguars, no. Browns, yes. Jets, eh, nah. Lions, eh, nah. Washington, no. Panthers, nah. Vikings, eh, maybe. Eagles, yep. (coughs) Excuse me, Seahawks, yep. Raiders, yep. Niners, eh, no. But speaking of the NFL and speaking of contenders, or pretenders, Brent Musburger, our very own, the legend himself, joins uh, Stormy each and every week on My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN. And that's a topic that they discussed here this week. 
pretenders or contenders is the topic that Stormy and Brent discussed. And I'm anxious to hear what Brent's thoughts are as it as it relates to some of these teams here in the NFL. Time for us to get into a little contender pretender time. So right now, if the playoffs were to start today, mm-hmm. seven teams in, let's see where they sit. Do you think they're a contender or pretender in the AFC? Titans at seven and two are leading the pack. They are definitely a contender. Yeah. Most impressive four game win streak, back to back road games. They embarrassed the Rams, okay, in that game. Uh, I was watching it, and Matthew Stafford chose a bad night to have his worst game as the Ram quarterback, I'll tell you. Uh, But the Titans took him to it every way imaginable. And the public, and again, I want to say this, when a team loses arguably its best player, Derrick Henry, in fact, you shouldn't even argue that, the guys in that room will rally around each other now, I don't know about them going forward with the running attack. Okay, Adrian Peterson, a Hall of Famer, yeah, but he's a, he's a little old. Uh, but we shall see. But they are definitely a contender. I like how Vrabel manages that team. Oh, that toughness uh, and a good heart. And so I like the Titans a lot. All right, Ravens, contender or pretender? Absolute contender. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's unstoppable at times. Uh, but as... The weakness would be, as Jackson goes, so go the Ravens. I don't know that they have a whole lot to fall back on. You can also move the ball on them. Remember now, the Raiders beat them uh, in a Monday night in the opener, but I make them a contender. All right, how about the Chargers sitting at 5-3? and three? That AFC West is weird. Yeah, unfortunately, I think they're a contender. And I say that unfortunately because I'm a Raider guy, you know, doing a radio, and I've got my obvious bias. Uh, but uh, Herbert, uh, maybe the best young quarterback in the league, okay, can move the football. Uh, we will see how the rookie head coach does in, in games where he's not that familiar with the talent. They had a two-game losing streak, snapped out of it with a good win in Philly. Contender. Let's see if we're going to have any pretenders here. We got the Bills coming up next. Bills, Raiders, <laughs> Steelers, Pats. Any pretenders among? Oh, yeah, definitely. The Steelers are a pretender. Yeah, um, I think so, too. And I would, I would love to say otherwise, um, but, but the offense – now, Ben Roethlisberger showed – his great value when he was able to come back down the field uh, and get the winning field goal. Although I, I don't know how they can call a penalty like they like they did a taunting. I mean, I I didn't see anything that was there, but I did see a hip check for the referee. But go back to your question. I think now. Listen, I'm hopeful that the Raiders are a contender. But if they lose on this Sunday, and the Chiefs come in here and dominate them. I would be willing to say the Raiders are a pretender. That's how big I think this game is uh, coming Sunday. The Patriots, interesting. You can't count Belichick out. Mac Jones, to me, is the best of the five young quarterbacks. He's not a superstar. He's obviously not Brady. But I don't want to stamp them as a pretender just yet. Yeah, I had them on my list as TBD, to be determined on the path. I'm not sure just quite yet. But, hey, let's get into some of this Raiders talk, obviously. You're the voice of the Raiders. You've got them on your hat right now as we speak. And it hasn't been the easiest time as of late with all of the news that's come out regarding Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Mm -hmm. already lost John Gruden, and it feels like the hits just keep on coming. So how, from what you've seen, have the Raiders responded? And particularly after this last week's loss, what have you seen from them? Well, it was difficult, obviously, uh, coming out of the horrendous events of the bye week. And Derek Carr did not play well. It was his worst game of the year. And in the second half, he turns the ball over, won a pick six, second interception, then a strip sack when they had a chance, perhaps, to tie the game coming down the stretch. We will see now how good this coaching staff is, this Bisaccia-directed staff uh, coming out of the Gruden era because they have to pick up the pieces They played very well against the Chiefs last year. Should have won twice. They beat them in Kansas City. Should have beaten them here in Las Vegas, but they let Travis Kelsey uh, get loose in the end zone. I'm counting on Coach Bradley uh, to be very good in setting up the defense the right way because he beat them several times when he was the coordinator of the Chargers. So I think that's a big plus going forward, okay? Uh, But we will see come Sunday. Uh, just how good this Raider team is, or are they are they headed in the other direction? 
Yeah, and the the Chiefs won a weird one, obviously, against the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers last week. Um, We'll talk plenty more about him a little bit later, but just how is Patrick Mahomes to you? Like, to me, at least, he's become part of the problem with the turnovers that he's had time in and time out. Like, what do you think are the marquee issues for the Chiefs, and is he part of it? You know, I go back to the Super Bowl hangover, which you can't explain in many instances, but... Mahomes doesn't seem like the Mahomes that I've watched. He just, um, he doesn't come up with the big play regularly like he always did. Now, maybe the defensive coordinators have caught up to what he's attempting to do. They haven't found that second deep threat to go with Tyreek Hill, so I'm sure that everybody sets up their defense. You've got to know where number 10 is, and then if you can muscle, uh, Travis Kelsey has not had a great year. Seems yeah, to me like the defense has come together a little bit and is playing better, okay, than they were. But listen, if Aaron Rodgers had been the Packer quarterback, all of us believe Green Bay would have won that game. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. There was Brent Musburger with uh, Stormy earlier on uh, My Guys in the Desert in his weekly spot. We thank Brent for his contributions and uh, just love hearing him here on the network and yeah he's right about some of these pretend some of these contenders and pretenders i will say though about the steelers i'm not sure that they are a pretender i think that the steelers might have turned a little bit of a corner because i think their offense is starting to find an identity i'm not going to talk about the taunting call or you know the the would have should have could have or whatever or even the the you know the the almost loss against Geno Smith and the Seahawks, whatever. But over the past several games, there has been much more of a concerted effort to get Najee Harris involved in the offense. Over the last four games, he has carried the ball over twenty times, which I think is just huge. Whereas in the first five first four games before that. He had only carried the ball a, the most was 16 times. This this was his carries to start the season. 16, 10, 14, 15. They were one in three. Over this four-game winning streak, 23 carries, 24 carries, 26 carries, 22 carries. Getting him more involved in the running running game has been a very good sign for this offense. Moving forward, defensively, they've played all right. And I think that they have an opportunity ahead of them to, you know, maybe make some noise in this division. I wouldn't say that they're a Super Bowl contender, but I think they're a little bit better than a pretender. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Going to shift gears, get back into college football. We'll also talk NFL as well. With uh, our football insider, you know, he, he joins me every single week on this program. He is Chris Landry, football scout, coach, and administrator. Worked on staff with Bill Belichick and Nick Saban in Cleveland. Was in the Titans front office and was uh, at LSU when they hired Nick Saban. Won a national championship as well. Chris Landry will join me next coming up right here on The Look Ahead. Here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Friday's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a look back at the Breeders' Cup with horse racing nation's Ed DeRosa. Kate Hunter recruited the horses from Japan, who won two of last weekend's championships, and she will talk about her role. Subscribe for free right now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or download it Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Bot is sponsored by First Bet. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin. Joined now by Chris Landry, football scout, coach, and administrator from LandryFootball.com is the website. Chris, I want to start in college football, and we've had the second edition of the college football playoff rankings released this past Tuesday. Anything jump out to you about version 2.0 of the rankings? Well, I think we thought in that, you know, obviously Michigan State would drop after their loss, but the fact that they drop below Michigan is still kind of comical. I can certainly make the case, um, you know, if you look at um, – the head-to-head of Michigan, Michigan State. I, I do think that Michigan actually on film may have looked a little bit better. But Michigan State still won the game. So that's a little bit surprising and a little bit disjointed in my view. I think Ohio State moving up is fine. I think it's justified. I think that'll take care of itself. I think Michigan and Michigan State will both lose a game the rest of the way. Cincinnati is going to have to wait it out a little bit. Oregon may have to beat I think they're going to have to beat Utah twice, and that's going to be difficult. So there's still opportunities. Oklahoma has, well, three teams they've got to beat. It, one of them twice, maybe Oklahoma State. If they do that, they're in. But there's a lot of teams with a lot of difficult challenges left, and Cincinnati is in a position to where they don't have any real challenges. So if they just take care of business, they might find themselves as – an option that is right now on the outside, you know, looking in, maybe they find their way in. But I think clearly you see where the committee's thinking or at least the direction that they're thinking. And I think we kind of know where it is. And, you know, with Alabama is going to have to win out to get in, you know, uh, I think we pretty much know where this is headed. There are not many teams that can control their fate. And I think there's some teams that are just not good enough to run the table that's what jumps out to me. I probably would go Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. And I'd probably, even though they haven't looked all that impressive and haven't had a signature win, I'd probably go with Oklahoma a little bit higher. I'd have Cincinnati in that mix. I think that Oklahoma is as good, if not better, than Michigan or Michigan State. But that's my view based on on the film work. All right, well, let's look at the games then coming up this weekend. Uh, let's start with that Cincinnati team who takes on South Florida. You know, I really liked what I saw from quarterback Timmy McClain last week when South Florida, you know, hung around with Houston. Granted, they got two 100-yard kickoff returns for touchdowns in that game. But can South Florida keep this close with Cincinnati on Friday night? 
I don't know how close they can. I, I think they're starting to feel a little bit of pressure. I know they're like they're all for three against the spread in their last three games still. Um, they're number four in yards per play margin, number four in scoring margin. Um, you know, so they're taking on this USF team that, that again, as you mentioned, only lost to 12. I think, though, that to me, I think Cincinnati's feeling the pressure. I think they got to relax and just play and win. And I think if you do that, I think you're going to start to see the margin of victory go from where it has been to maybe more like, you know, 15, 20 points. I kind of see it this way. I see it as a is a 14, 17 point type game in Cincinnati's favor. I like, I agree with you. I like what some of the improvements I'm seeing with USF. I just don't think what they're doing is sustainable against this Cincinnati defense. And that's why I like Cincinnati to win and, and win going away. A uh, big game between Penn State and Michigan. Michigan, a small favorite on the road in Happy Valley. There could be some rain in the forecast on Saturday, Chris. Can Penn State pull the upset at home here? Absolutely. Sean Clifford, if he's healthy, I think they will pull it. I think that they match up pretty well. Offensively, they can score some points. This Michigan defense is good, but Penn State can move the football through the air. They're not as effective on the ground, but I think they can get some big plays, and I just don't like Michigan's explosiveness on offense or you know the lack thereof. And I think this Penn State defense is underrated. I think they're really good. They don't always play to their best, but their secondary is long and is as good as any secondary in the country. I think Penn State, with a healthy Sean Clifford, is the better team of the two, even though they've not been consistent. In fact, quite the opposite. They've been up and down. So that's kind of how I see it here. Uh, I, l- I look for Michigan to lose I think they'll lose to Ohio State, but I think this is a real vulnerable game for them right here. What about Oklahoma and Baylor also at noon Eastern time? Oklahoma coming off their bye, laying under a touchdown at Baylor. Yeah, you know, um, they they usually play a different type of game in November. Um, they're getting comfortable. They're getting, you know, a little bit more finding their sea legs offensively. I'm looking for them to take it to the next step. Look, they're not going to be a dynamic passing team, but with Caleb Williams, they're going to force you to defend an extra gap by using the quarterback in the run game, and that's going to give you some big play opportunities. Um, I think that this is the better team. I think Baylor kind of got caught last week against a TCU team that was playing with a lot of emotion, but I do think Oklahoma's better. I think they traditionally have won these type of games. I don't think this is a great defense. I think that uh, it's it's decent. I don't think that this is a great Oklahoma team, but I think they're good enough to at least get this one. I'm more concerned about them matchup-wise um, in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's move down the uh, the, the slate here on Saturday. Uh, 3.30 Eastern time, Ohio State hosting Purdue. Purdue, of course, fresh off the upset over Michigan State. And again, weather could be a factor there. In Columbus, Ohio State laying 20. Do they roll here over Purdue? I don't know about roll, but I think they'll they'll win. I you know we we I know we both did. I liked um, I liked uh, Purdue a lot last week against Michigan State. I, I don't like the matchup nearly as good. I think that um, and I know Ohio State hadn't covered the last three games, but I think this is. Uh, a tough matchup for Purdue in that I don't think the matchup advantages offensively against Ohio State secondary is going to be um, as um, uh, uh, successful. And, and I do think that this defense, while a good Purdue defense, is going to be challenged by this Buckeye offense that's starting to play a little bit better. And I think you're going to be a little bit healthier, healthier at receiver. I think it's going to be tough to beat the Buckeyes. I don't know by how much. I think it's probably a 17 to 21 point, which is right at the margin. I, If I had to go one direction, I would say Ohio State wins and covers, but I think it's right on the mark. How does Michigan State bounce back after that loss? They're hosting Maryland and their 13-point favorites. I think they'll rebound. I, you know, Maryland is – 
you know, they, they're an explosive team that's missing some components in their offense and defensively. They're not very good. I think Michigan State pounds the football right at that defensive front. I think they get back on track. Again, I think Michigan State's good. I don't think they're like playoff caliber good. Um, I think that there wasn't a whole lot that separated them in Michigan when they played. I think both of those teams are good. But I think they're like top 10, top 12 good, not top five good. But they're certainly good enough to rebound and beat Maryland, I would think. An important game in the SEC, Chris, for potentially a New Year's Six Bowl bid. It's Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Texas A&M, though, is a small two-and-a-half-point road favorite here. How do you like this one? Yeah, I like AM here. That their defense is playing as good as anybody right now in college football, not named Georgia. Uh, they're just very, very good offensively. They're running the football well. The offensive line's playing much better. They're dropping too many balls on offense. Calzada's tough. Both both these quarterbacks are tough. I just I think that Ole Miss is gonna have a hard time defending AM's run game. Um I think AM struggled in only getting 20 points against Auburn's defense. Auburn's defense is better than Ole Miss's defense. Um, I think that uh, AM is able to control this game and win it at the line of scrimmage. Certainly going to be a challenge against this Ole Miss offense. Can't get behind or else it could be problematic. But I like their ability to control this game at the line of scrimmage. I think they're the better team. I think they're more fundamentally sound. Uh, and of the two, they're a little bit healthier. Uh, one more game, Chris. NC State, Wake Forest. How do the Deacons bounce back? Well, you know what? I think NC State's a little bit more solid, a little bit more physical at the line of scrimmage. You've got a little bit more playmakers on defense. The Deacons just got to outscore you. I mean, that's the whole key to them. And um, I, I, I tend to like NC State here. I think the Wake has been a little bit more consistent, consistent in that they bring the offense every week. Uh, NC State's a little bit a little bit more up and down. But again, I like NC State. I think they're the better team of the two, the more sound team of the two. I think they win in a close one here. Um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe the point total doesn't get into the high 40s like it normally does. Maybe it's more like 35, 31-ish type of game. Uh, Chris, do me a favor. Hang around so we can get to the NFL next segment, okay? You bet. He's Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. You follow Chris on Twitter at LandryFootball. We'll get into the NFL coming up next uh, with myself and Chris Landry here on The Look Ahead on VSAMIT, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN midseason football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now till the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the College Hoops Betting Guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. So sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. I'm rejoined now by football scout, coach, and administrator Chris Landry, whose website is LandryFootball.com. You follow him on Twitter at Landry Football, Chris has worked on staff with uh, both Bill Belichick and Nick Saban with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he was in the Tennessee Titans front office and spent time at LSU as well. No one better talking football than Chris Landry. Chris is back with us as we transition from college football into the NFL. And Chris, we are, I guess, technically at the midway point of the season as week 10 will kick off tonight with the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, what's been the biggest surprise to you here at the midway point of the NFL season? I'd say that how Kansas City's really struggling to the degree of which they're struggling is surprising me a bunch. That's probably the biggest thing. But then just in the short term, just the overall uh, frustration with the entire AFC. I, I'm impressed with Tennessee and what they've been able to rattle off for three straight weeks, but the Chargers seem a little soft. Uh, the Bills, what was that against the Jags? They've not played. I mean, 
who is the best team in the AFC? I mean, if you were ranking them college football style, look, the Titans deserve to be ranked there, but you're going to jump on the table for them or anybody in the AFC at this point. I think that's really surprising on the other side. I'd say the Cardinals, how good they look. They look for real to me. They're good defensively. I mean, Kyler Murray's out. You'd think, what a great opportunity to get him. Oh, no. I mean, they just they just respond in a big-time way. I would say the Cardinals singularly have impressed me the most of how good, how they're doing it, how impressive they are defensively, how much they're getting out of the run game. Um, the NFC's got five teams that are good enough. And it's just about who's healthiest, who's plays the best in certain stretches. Um, you know, but the Cardinals have been the most consistent. That's kind of my, my, you know, thumbnail view of that. And then there's some other things like, you know, some teams that are really struggling with injuries that have just gone in the tank. Uh, but that, that's my early surprises thus far. Uh, let's talk about that Cardinals team. They're laying 10 and a half against the Panthers, who are likely going to go with P.J. Walker. At quarterback, uh, can the Cardinals cover this high line, or do the Panthers have a shot here to keep it close? I, I think the Cardinals can. I think they will. Th this Panther team is really struggling on both the offensive and defensive lines. Um, they they looked really bad last week. They couldn't protect. They're going to have a hard time. I think this pass rush is going to get after them. I think the Cardinals are going to score points. I think the Panthers are going to be taken out of the running game. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's back, but they can't establish anything at the line of scrimmage. That's going to be difficult. No, I, I like the Cardinals here. Um, you can always look and say that there's a potential due for a letdown, and they are, but there's no reason why they shouldn't win this game going away. Titans are three-point favorites over the Saints. Uh, does Tennessee keep it rolling here still without Derrick Henry? You know, it's Tennessee's been pretty solid uh, in terms of how they play, the consistency of which they play. Man, how about the Saints? Play a good team, they win. Play a, 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 a not a good team, uh -huh. and they find a way to lose it. I mean, I guess this is the week they go on the road and win. I, I don't know. This is one I'd be very careful with. I think um, – the Saints are going to play well. Um, I think they're going to play hard. It's about establishing the run. But I tell you what, this this Titan defensive front, if they continue to play like they are, uh, it's going to be tough. I'd have to go in a close one probably with Tennessee, but I'd be careful with this. The You know, the last time is I think the Saints have covered seven out of their last games as a road underdog. Now, it's a different team. But they're good defense. They didn't show up very well against Atlanta, and they usually rebound. So I expect this game to be competitive and close. It wouldn't surprise me if the Saints win it, but gun to the head, I'd say Tennessee's the better team. Uh, Patriots host the Browns. Pats are a small favorite under the field goal. Do, does New England win here against Cleveland? You know what? I like right now the Cleveland, you know, certainly with Chubb healthy and playing, I like their play at the line of scrimmage. I think, you know, they clearly are a different team uh, when they've got their full complement of their run game. This is this built around the run game, and it's about Baker Mayfield making plays off of that. I think um, keeping them where they're, pass, where they're not pass first is the key. I kind of like Cleveland in a close one here. I really do. I think the subtraction uh, of Odell Beckham and the distraction that he brought I think we saw that as a positive. I think the Patriots are steady as she goes, but I think there are limitations. I think Cleveland has the better roster here. I think they win. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs who you mentioned earlier. They go on the road, and they are a small favorite in Vegas against the Raiders. I know there's going to be a ton of Chiefs fans in that building. Can the Raiders bounce back from their ugly loss last week and keep this one close, maybe even pull off an upset against Kansas City? Think about this. Last three weeks, the Chiefs offense is averaging 12 points a game. I mean, that's an average quarter in one game, Scott. I mean, that's just not, yeah. that's not the Chiefs. Um, I just, you know, I don't know what to make of the Raiders. We know the Raiders are in a bit of disarray. Um, you're looking at kind of the future, short-term, long-term. Uh, you know, I just keep believing maybe foolishly in the Chiefs. I know they've got better football in them, but every time I put on the tape, I see a team forcing the football down the field, making mistakes. It's like, Scott, they need the big play to get their mojo going. And it's like you've got to be able to manipulate defenses a little bit better. 
take underneath. Take the, the, the simple short route. You know, you may not be able to run it, but work the short passing game and then get the defense biting up, and then you've got the big plays. I don't think they're patient enough on offense. I think they're the better team here. I think they win it. But, man, I tell you, I just every time I watch them, I keep waiting for a different Chiefs team. I keep waiting for the team to click on. I've said that for you for three or four weeks here at the beginning, and it just it hadn't quite clicked. And, man, we know if Aaron Rodgers plays last week, they don't win that game. They were very fortunate. Um, I don't know. I keep buying into something that may not be there. But I, I of the two, uh, I, I would think that they've got a chance here against the Raiders, which I don't trust. I don't trust their secondary. I think there's some big plays to be had here. Monday night, do the Rams bounce back with a win over the 49ers? Yeah, I think so. This Niner team, they look dead. I mean, they just don't have any real answers. They get behind in games. I mean, last week it was just they completely had to get away from the run game. I think the Rams respond. Uh, I think there's certainly a lot at stake here. I think you can almost write the death nail for the Niners, although – uh, you don't have seven teams right now, and maybe maybe that fight for that seven playoff spots there. But I, I thought it was a listless effort. I think this Rams will rebound back. I think they'll win. But I think it'll be pretty close, uh, maybe closer than people might think. But the key is for the, the Niners to have a better defensive effort. I, I thought they really let them down last week. Uh, let me get your thoughts real quick before I let you go on the first game. Thursday night, Ravens uh, a little over a touchdown favorite in Miami. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think that he has good value to be the MVP at plus 1,000. I know Brady's the MVP right now, but uh, Lamar's playing great. The Ravens uh, are coming from behind in games when they have to. Do they even have to come from behind here against the Dolphins? Will this be a route? I think so. I mean, I, I you know, this Miami team's – bad they're not good on the offensive line they're going to struggle against the baltimore defensive front so i you know they can't run the football well they don't have difference makers at at, at running back but it really all all starts up front and they they're just not very good and i think baltimore is better up front defensively i think that's where they win it i think lamar has enough big plays i think they can control this game and you know I think Baltimore is steady as she goes. I've always said that, you know, they don't put the ball in harm's way a whole lot. They usually are very sound in the kicking game. Uh, they usually are sound defensively, sometimes dominant, or if not at least sound. And they run the football well. So they don't usually turn it over a bunch. Uh, that's the only way they lose a game like this. I don't see it. I think Baltimore wins and uh, possibly going away. Chris, appreciate the time. As always, love talking football with you, and we'll catch up next week. Hey, buddy, thank you a bunch. I appreciate you. You follow Chris on Twitter at LandryFootball. Of course, uh, LandryFootball.com is his website. I love what he said about the Ravens because that's going to be the pick here for Thursday night. And coming up next, we're going to get more into this Thursday night football game. We'll go through all the props for the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, Love the Ravens to cover this one, uh, even at the seven, seven and a half number. Uh, Obviously, you'd like to get it at seven or even lower. I think the Ravens in a money line parlay with Pittsburgh, who I think is going to beat North Carolina on Thursday night. Absolutely a play here for these two football games. But let's get into the props for Thursday night football coming up next here. With me, Scott Seidenberg, on the look ahead, always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R, here on VSIN. Follow on Twitter at VSIN Live. It's the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSIN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VSIN.com slash NFL Thursday night football the Ravens and the Dolphins Ravens are seven point favorites right now on DraftKings and I absolutely love them to win by double digits Uh, I think that this is a mismatch and I don't think it's going to be close so where do we find some excellent fun value in this game well first of all the spread spread's going to cover don't worry you know bet the spread bet the Ravens minus seven you're going to be fine I actually love a two-team money line parlay with the Ravens and in college football, Pittsburgh, because I think Pittsburgh beats North Carolina. So I think, and I think both of those teams cover. So if you like them both laying a touchdown, I think both of them win by at least a touchdown. Now let's take a look at the props though for this Thursday night football game in the NFL. First off, I'm going to look at the quarterback props and Lamar Jackson passing over 233 and a half yards. The only hesitation I have is I don't know if he's going to need to throw for that many yards. Now, I actually like Lamar Jackson over 63 and a half rushing yards. But as far as the passing yards, I don't know if I would touch that because I don't think he's going to need to pass. I think this could be a game where Lamar has like 185 passing yards, a passing touchdown, and he has a rushing touchdown. And the Ravens just have themselves a field day here over the Dolphins. How about the touchdown props? That's something that we always love to look at. Lamar at plus 110. No-brainer. I think Lamar scores here. Hollywood Brown, plus 110. Worth a shot. Mark Andrews, plus 150. Love it. Uh, Devontae Freeman, plus 170. You know, basically looking at all the Ravens here. Latavius Murray, plus 170. But the fun ones, ah, now we're going to have some real fun here. Let's take a look at the odds on DraftKings to score two or more touchdowns. You know, every week I like to take a look at this. These are, this, this, these are the fun props when it comes to these Thursday night football games. Lamar is plus 650 to score two touchdowns. Um... Hollywood Brown plus 600. Mark Andrews plus 850. Ooh, I forgot another one that's an anytime touchdown scorer. Le'Veon Bell plus 230. That's where I was going to look is Lev Bell. This seems like the type of game where 
Le'Veon Bell is going to score. You know, I look at what um, we saw last week from the Vikings. He's not exactly a, a big part of the offense, but he did score. He had 11 carries. He had 48 yards, and he had a touchdown. You know, since joining the Ravens here, he that was his most carries in a game. It came here against Minnesota. This is a game where they're going to tap into the bench. Lamar is going to lead the way. He's going to have, you know, a massive game. But I think both Freeman and Bell will get plenty of carries. And I actually like Lev Bell at plus 230 to score a touchdown. But this is the, the fun one that I was taking a look at. Le'Veon Bell to score two touchdowns on the DraftKings Sportsbook is plus 1,400. You want to talk about having fun here on a Thursday night? That's a little bit of a sprinkle that is going to be a lot of fun if it hits. Because this, looking at just trying to imagine what the game script is going to be like. A lot of running the football, a lead for the Ravens, um, multiple guys getting opportunities to run the football. And I think Le'Veon Bell, who had 11 carries last week, find him, get him some, you know, 15 carries or so, and maybe he scores two touchdowns here. Kind of like it. Kind of like it here. So that's going to be the fun little bet for your Thursday night football. But the main bet, I just think the Ravens are going to cover. I think the Ravens are going to win. I think the Ravens are going to cover. And I think looking at college football as well, I like Pitt. Pitt's one of my top picks of uh, the week. I wrote it up for vsin.com. I wrote up four games for vsin.com, and Pitt is one of them. Uh, they're laying six and a half at home. And it's just it's not just the situational spot with North Carolina coming off the win over Wake Forest, but it's everything that comes in, everything that's coming out of that game. What I mean by that is it's not just beating an undefeated Wake Forest team and then having a potential letdown the next week. Yes, I understand that. But it's the way that that game played out. 58-55, back and forth, scoring 24 points in the fourth quarter, coming from behind, exerting all that energy to, to fight and to finish that game, to now have to, on a short week, travel to play Pitt, led by a Heisman hopeful in Kenny Pickett, whose offense is averaging 45 points per game and 550 yards of offense per game. They, they, that offense, that pit offense that can score the football, that has scored, that scored 54 against Duke, 34 against Miami in a loss, 27 against Clemson, 28, 52, 77, 41, 41, 51. They score. We know that. But they get a, North Carolina defense that really doesn't stop anybody. North Carolina allowed Wake Forest, and we know how good Wake is, to score 55 points last week. Yeah, great game. North Carolina won. It was a lot of fun. But North Carolina's played these games before. Even the game against Virginia early in the season when they won 59-39 was a shootout. But they allowed Georgia Tech to score 45. They allowed Miami to score 45. Or 42, excuse me. They allowed Notre Dame to score 44. Pitt Pitt is going to walk onto that field, Heinz Field, on Thursday night tonight. And they're already just going to be gifted 30 points. (laughs) Like... If, if Pitt doesn't score uh, over 40 points, it'll be a failure in this game. I mean, really. North Carolina just, 
they're going to give them 30 points before the game even starts. And so I think that North Carolina runs out of a little bit of gas late in the game. And I think Pitt scores on essentially every possession that they have. And that you're going to see Pittsburgh win this game and win this game rather easily. The total is 73. Could it go over? Yeah, I think it can go over because I think that Pitt's going to get into the high 40s, maybe even into the 50s. And then uh, you're going to see you know North Carolina putting up the, the traditional whatever North Carolina puts up, 40, 30, 30 points, maybe even just in the high 20s. Taking a look at the uh, team totals, we have the team total here already. Uh, team total points. I uh, got total points in the first half and the second half, but not team total for the game. But North Carolina team total points in the first half, 16 and a half both ways. For Pitt, it's 18 and a half in the first half, 20 and a half in the second half. So they have 38 or 39 points for Pitt, you would assume here, if you combine these two, to uh, 33 for North Carolina. Pittsburgh scoring over 40 points. Like I said, they average 45 points per game, 550 yards of offense. They're scoring over 40. So those are the two football plays that I absolutely love here coming up on Thursday. Both favorites. Yeah, it sounds chalky, but some. so what? Big deal. Uh, I like Pitt to cover. I like uh, the Ravens to cover. The official play, just money line parlay on both. You get plus, uh, you get minus 120 on it. It's the same thing as teasing them both down. Pittsburgh money line and the Ravens money line, well, one up a little bit. Now it's minus 133. But come on. That that's that, that there's your winner right there. But I do think both of those teams cover the spread even outright. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Paul Stone, college sports handicapper, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Mike Palm, our very own here at Visa, VSIN, the Circa VP of Operations at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And Brian Johnson from uh, Guillotine Leagues will join. It's right here on VSIN. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote we are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.